everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. Welcome. So Sober Sisters Talk is a podcast that MG and I do every week. We try to do it every week. And we try to bring to you our experiences working several programs and just share with you what we have come across in our lives. And I like to say, I don't know how to keep anybody else sober, but I know what works for me. And that's what we want to encourage people to do in this podcast is to figure out what works for them. And that's where MG and I are a little bit different because I like to tell people what to do and think that I can keep them sober. (laughs) (laughs) But we just invite you to listen. It's fun and it's also really educational. We cry, we laugh, we do a little bit of everything. We have guests, we work the steps. It's great. So stay tuned to the next podcast coming right up. Also, we'd love to invite you to a Zoom meeting this Friday night at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're interested, email SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com and we'll send you the meeting information and password. We hope to see you this Friday. Thank you. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. This is MG. And I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and we are... Sober Sisters Talk. Welcome. So today we are going to (laughs) talk. We're going to talk about what we want to talk about. (laughs) That's why I love doing this podcast with you, Elizabeth, because it's like, you know, let's talk about that. You know, let's figure it out. And a good thing, listeners, is that Elizabeth and I can talk ad nauseum, ad infinitum about any topic, pretty much. She's a great conversationalist, and I'm just so glad that we I do this podcast with you, Elizabeth. But there also is the added aspect of, so like it's always something that we care about that's current and relevant for us, and neither one of us is like, let's stay in this problem and, 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 and you know, and pick it apart. Instead, it's like, you know, and it's so helpful because, so prior to us recording we kind of like sit around we go like what do you want to talk about what's going on and it it doesn't matter what it is that's going on it all comes back to 12 steps you know you can take everything back and um so i really wanted to kind of focus on step seven because it is july and steps i'm working on step seven with one of my sponsees and i have a pdf that i use to um so step six is we really kind of dissect and figure out what the character defects are where they came from why they're showing up but these two like really it's like four and five they're tandem you know they they you've got to go from six right into seven you know so this pdf it lists like every freaking character defect you can think of there's even sloth is on there (laughs) yeah (laughs) laziness dishonesty um resentful um you know sloppy i don't remember everything that's on there but it's it's three or four pages of a grid and then what you do is you take um you you look at the character defects so like dishonesty and then there's a little area where you write in like how you know how does it show up now in your in your disease and then what do you want it to look like so it would be like mine for dishonesty we'll just use that one is i don't say anything i just keep my mouth shut and um this is so appropriate and what i want that to look like is when i have something bothering me 
that I speak out and I say something. So, um, we were just talking before we started about, um, you know, both MG and I have some CODA stuff going on, some codependence. And um, I, I, I'm brilliant at being codependent, you know. I think everybody that's in this LAA has like these um, codependent tendencies, you know, sure, and sure. that's why we're here. Well, before we get into it, I love the seventh step prayer, and I had to bring it up because I don't know it by heart. So I thought we could begin with the seventh step prayer because I think if we frame what you're getting ready to talk about from the prayer, it's sort of like this helps me know where I want to be. So the seventh step prayer is, my creator, I am now willing that you should have all of me good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defective character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. So I like that. And the piece of it that I like, oh, there's a pop-up. Let me get rid of that. The piece of it that I like is that we get rid of character defects because they stand in our way of usefulness to myself and my fellows. So it's not just to have them removed for no reason. It's so that I can be of service and of others. And I think to ourselves as well, because I certainly don't want to hold a resentment. God forbid we should hold a resentment. <laughs> it's like drinking poison, hoping it's going to kill the other person. You asshole, glug, glug, glug. Yeah. But I was doing that today, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's mm -hmm. the whole point. It's like, you know... Um, so I do want this to be removed, and it's not who I want to be, um, and it's not how I want to show up. So I have an issue with um, a coworker who has um, her personal purchases sent to the office rather than her home. And so right now, in all of this stuff, it's like it falls on me to take care of because nobody can come into the building. Um, they're being very strict about it. They have very um, defined protocol about coming into the building. Well, plus this particular person got diagnosed as um, she was po tested positive for coronavirus. And um, so then there's all of these other coworkers. I need to pick up so-and-so coworker A packages. Well, there's only one package here, but you're welcome to come and get it. No, coworker A says there's three. Will you please go down to the mailroom and see if there's any more? Okay, I do this. But then I'm doing it like two or three times a week and every week. And even if I'm just doing it once a week, it's because the, what happens is, is like today, um, coworker A I have three packages there. I'm going to come by and pick them up. I'll be there at this time. No, no, there's only one package here. Well, I'm on my way, and it says that there's three. Would you please check with the mailroom? So now all of a sudden, it becomes my issue, and I've got a Zoom meeting going. So it, it and it... Well, it just, and, and, and because this is a personal thing. I mean, if it were a work right. thing... You would say, it's yes, not, I'll it's take it. It's not a work 
yeah, you would jump up and you would take care of it or whatever. But Correct. it's like, you know, their, their personal stuff is taking priority over your work stuff. And it's just not appropriate, Elizabeth. Let me just validate that for you right now. Now, have you had no, and, and uh, it's not. And uh, but what I did is talk to her boss about it. And um, after we talked, you know, and he was very good. And I was like, look, I don't want to like, you know, I just want to know what to do about it. Like, can I, you know, can you talk to her? And he was like, I'll talk to her. And then as we started talking more and more, and he goes like, you know, it sounds like maybe you should talk to her. And I, you know, it's like, I almost like, because he was right 100% and it goes back to that example I just used funny I should bring up honesty and my inability to talk when something's bothering me yeah I was going to ask my first question it's like have you talked to this chickie about it no yeah so right well, and for me, you know, what's been going on this week for work for me is because, you know, I may have coronavirus and I've been on a strict two-week quarantine until I found find out. You know, there are things, I'm a bookkeeper and, you know, I deposit checks, I take checks to the bank, I have to get checks signed, you know, because some places don't take credit cards, they only take checks or it's more expedient to do that way. And so it's like I'm having to get another coworker who's already overwhelmed do some of my duties as well and they're just out of sorts about it and you know I wanted to take it personally I thought you know they have no compassion for me they don't like me at this company you know and I'm like a teenager putting my purse on my arm shooting a bird getting ready to like light the fire and burn the shit down you know (laughs) screw them I'd rather like go without money you know that's my teenager getting ready to you know, Fuck I've talked you. about. I don't need you. Yeah. Right. How we want to burn it down. So, you know, and that doesn't serve us. And so, you know, processing it and really thinking about, you know, for me, like I like to think about like what's my part in it. And my part is that because I'm not there, it is creating a burden. And some people, Elizabeth, don't have a program and they don't have ways to resolve their stress or to set boundaries and You know, this poor woman, I'm having more compassion for her as I speak because, you know, I tried to say thank you so much. And she was just like, I just have so much stuff going on and now I've got to do this and now I've got to go to the bank and I can't concentrate on anything because I'm having to answer the phones and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and I mean, it was a lot that was coming off her. And so for me, that's just about boundary, you know, like put the shield in place between me and her that what she's saying has nothing to do with me, even though I'm affecting her. It's her stuff, and she's just spewing it out at me. So I have to force field. I learned this from women within, you know, bring the force field down, and then I get to deal with my stuff around it. Like, I feel like my my character defect is that I'm not enough. I want to prove myself and go above and beyond. Are you feeling like a little kid, like you're in trouble? I start feeling mad. I start feeling mad. I feel like uh, I'm being unjustly accused of something. So I, I, it's not, it's not the little girl. It's the more the teenager that is. But you're definitely not in your. Not definitely not in my functional adult. You know, I mean, when I want to, you know, stomp off. And in fact, you know, I had to go in last Tuesday before I was pre-symptomatic, so I wasn't sick, and I went in. And, uh, you know, she had to have words with me 
about an email I'd sent that she wasn't happy with. She came down the hallway. She was like, hey, are you in your office? I'm like, yes. Are you wearing a mask? She was like, no, I'll just talk to you outside of the door. And so she like opened my door and she's not wearing a mask and she's talking to me. And I'm just like, I'm just like, how inconsiderate in my head. And like you, you know, I think that we're raised to say nothing. Right. Be, be, be polite. Be sweet. Just suck it up. No, suck it up. Become a victim. And that's what, listening to you, that's what I did today. By triangulating and calling the boss, that's exactly what I did. I went to the, oh, look at what this, look at what coworker A is doing. She's so bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I stopped myself from triangulating today with my siblings because, you know, I have a sibling that she's very politically uh, opposite of me. And she's got some different views about COVID-19 and like, you know, she, you know, says this is the medication you should take if you're on it that I totally disagree with. So I haven't wanted to let her know that I've been sick. So my brother called and he said, what can I do for you? I'm like, don't tell my sister A. Don't say a word to her. Well, sister A calls me today out of the blue. Very rare. And I know she just talked to my brother yesterday. So I know he's told her. She's like, I just wanted to thank you for my birthday card. I'm like, bullshit in my head. So I got to talking and she let it slip. She said, because uh, I went to get the COVID test on Tuesday, and I let it slip, or she let it slip. She goes, weren't you supposed to get a blood test? How was she supposed to know I was supposed to get a blood test? You know, because I was. I was going to get the COVID test and a blood test, and I told my brother that. So I was like, so it's either one, either either my sister or my brother. And so I've been like, I want to call my other sister and say, what is going on? Did you tell her? And then just create this drama. There's no need for me to do any of that. Just that's a good that's a good reason to to be quiet, right? Those are the that's the reason I need to be quiet. But in terms of speaking up for myself, that that's a different thing. And so I think that we are both is, trying to negotiate that. Things, but it is definitely both of them are defects, and it's us, you know, in 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 the the codependence is showing up in your your desire to not deal with sister the one that's going to get upset as well you know and that i mean and you can do that if you want and ask brother not to tell and blah 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 but it's triangulating and it's creating you know you're asking somebody else to do your work i don't want to deal with sister a so don't say anything and p.s i know i know my siblings if i didn't want one of them to know I, I, I couldn't tell any of them you know because they're they don't have healthy boundaries right so my mistake because I always look at my part in it my mistake was telling any of them right that I've been ill right so it's you know I, I have to come back to that and as far as my co-worker is concerned I have to let her be I can't fix it let her be uncomfortable yeah yeah and I can't you, try to One of the things you could have it. done is, is said something like, wow, it sounds like you feel overwhelmed. You know, sort of mirror back to her yeah. what 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 you're hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, because that helped, for me, when I do that, it helps me, like, break that, that 
that dynamic, that, that energy. Yeah. Desire to fix her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be mad at me. It's all about me, you know. Right. I don't want to be mad at me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It breaks that like that vibration, that little kid vibration, like, ooh, I'm a little kid, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, and that way I can act in my adult because I do want this job for now anyway. So I don't want to like cut off my nose to spite my face by um, being in some kind of way that is not going to serve me. You know, and my usefulness to this company is, you know, important. And it is part of your service to your higher power, you know, and to your program and to you. Because, and that's one of the things that when you were saying that, I thought like, there, there's more behind the desire to show up whole than just because it's the right thing to do. It feels cleaner. You, I have a lot less baggage to clean up and I don't have to be afraid to walk into any room or, you know, if I'm direct and open and clean and that's not going to work for me, this isn't, this doesn't, I don't like this. Right. Like you can call Sissy and say, Sissy, listen, this is just too much. I can't do your Amazon stuff anymore. Please stop sending it to the office. Done. 10 seconds. I'm going to speak it all in the, in here and then you can come pick it up, but don't ask me to go look in the mailroom. Stop calling the mailroom. You know, I'm just, you know, I can just deal with it like like that. I can, I I can even go like, look, this, these three things are not working. Can we find a different solution? You know, there's a myriad of ways of me being honest and direct and handling it. It's just doing it, you know, but what it does is it helps me be the me that I know that I am, you know, that I, um, and that you want to be Elizabeth, that you attain to be, you know, you're doing so much self study and wanting to like push yourself and grow. And so there's one, there's a point where it's no longer academic. It has to be pragmatic. Right. And, and it is, and it's, you've got to put, walk the walk, you got to put it in, put the program on and walk out there. And that's, you know, why we started this whole podcast in the first place is just really like how easy it is to work a program in a meeting, you know, and you're sitting in there and you're talking and you're, you know, philosophizing and sharing about fear and, and codependence and victimization. <laughs> Right. And I mean, and you and I both have heard people, male and female, who they're sharing a meeting. It's like, oh, my God, they're so wise. And then you get out of the meeting and do a little gossiping. It's like, no, no, he's acting out every two seconds. <gasps> yeah. What? Really? really? <laughs> he sounded just like, you know, angels were flying out of his ass, you know, and it's like not true. Not true. Yeah. Not true. Yeah. So the seventh step, you know, humbly ask God. So. Let's talk about the humbly piece of it, you know, because I want to shout to God, get these goddamn character defects away from me. You know, I want to shout. So, you know, let's talk about the humbly piece of it. Why do you think humbly was added? I think it comes into play in the first and six when you become ready. Hmm. Because it says, you know, we we um, became ready to have God remove all these. It's like, why do we have to be ready? I'm, you know, that sounds so silly. Like I am ready. Like, well, of course I don't want to be dishonest anymore. But the thing is, is that 
that ha there has to be that willingness to go like, I have to let go of that and look at myself and know myself. And, you know, because the truth is, is that whenever I confront a defect like this, and I do want to humbly ask God to remove it, is I'm glaringly aware of it. And that's the whole thing, this whole, you know, since we got on Zoom and started talking and I started sharing it with you, is that's what it all is, is it's like, I know me. I know my patterns. I know what it is that I do and I'm doing it. I am in my stuff. I went to victimhood. I called somebody else. I triangulated when all I needed to do was to face it, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, is that the humble part comes in for me in being able, number one, to see it and recognize it. And number two, to do something about it. And I can approach coworker A very tactfully and diplomatically. I really like her. I think she's very talented. I think she's, you know, and I've never said anything to her like, this is a pain in the ass. And this is your personal stuff. Let's find a different way to do this. Well, you know, I'm too codependent. I would never do anything like that. You know, that would be like anathema to me. I would never have someone pick up all my stuff. I mean, it's hard enough. All my friends are like, what do you need? What can I bring you? And so I finally said, you know, I need a thermometer. I can't find anyone anywhere. Can you pick one up? And someone did. They went out and they found me a thermometer. Now, does it work? No. But did I tell them that? No. <laughs> and the thermometer no. you got me doesn't work? No. But thank you. you I guess you have to find the one that you stick in your butt. <laughs> I want those old-fashioned kind. You can't buy those old mercury, mercury kind. Well, no, it was one that you hold right in front of your forehead, you know, and it doesn't work. I mean, I'm burning up, and it's saying 97.2. I'm like, I don't think that's right. I think those things were created from people who wanted everybody to go back to work. <laughs> I, I, I was listening to the radio the other day, and this guy, this couple called in, and they were having a disagreement about this, the whole thing about wearing a mask. He he refuses to wear a mask and she leaves and she goes to um, take care of her mother a few times a week. And um, so she states her part and then they say, so what do you have to say for yourself here, guy? And he goes, this is all a hoax. I, you know, yeah. Yeah, and I was just like, wow. I had never heard anybody like that adamantly, you know, just like, this is all a hoax. Some flimsy little piece of cloth isn't gonna do anything. And then the DJs were also talking, though, in the same breath, they were saying, like, you know, that in Japan, it's hardly, it's hardly done anything. They, because as soon as there was yeah. the first, everybody, everybody. Well, they went through SARS in 2003, so they, they know the drill. So and they're just like, yeah, they're just like, the yeah, let's just do it's it. Not, yes. Right. But they also, they, you know, so the, the consensus was that, if everybody wore a mask here for six to eight weeks, we would have no more virus. That means if we would have started in March, we would be done. We would be through with this. Yeah. Yeah. And that was when Hildago issued the first order. Right. Right. Wear a mask or you're going to get fined. Yeah. 
What did we do to that? Blew it up. No, the governor came in and said, oh, no. Well, no, he blew it up. Yeah, he was like saying, no, we're not going to, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. We're not going to force anybody to do that. So this is very interesting because what I was thinking is that, you know, that's a clear solution. We have a solution. And let's bring it back to program. Because, you know, it's like program is a solution. Now, it doesn't work for everybody. A lot of people can't get into it. But, you know, these steps are put in place because they are part of the solution. And in seventh step, humbly ask God to remove our defects of character. Is that right? Our shortcomings. Uh, Humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. So it's a collective. So that's the solution. And, uh, you know, our 12th... Like it doesn't work for everybody, but it does work for you if you work it. Correct. I have never seen anybody that came in to any meeting, any program, got a sponsor, went to meetings, worked the steps, sponsored other people, and not stay sober. And whatever, it doesn't matter. Drugs, alcohol, shopping, spending, eating, love addiction, sex addiction, any of it. Right. Right. If you come in, you get a sponsor, you go to meetings regularly, you work a step, you work the steps, you complete the steps, and then you um, start sponsoring others because you cannot keep it unless you give give it away. You will stay sober. I've never seen that fail. So I am on um, going to be doing the workshop tomorrow. It's a Saturday workshop. They have 150 people who have signed up for it. It's very exciting. We're going to have breakout rooms. We've got a great agenda. Uh, I may be leading one of the rooms. We'll see. But uh, I'm doing what's called the Ask It Basket. There's like, um, you know, where they can send an email to like ask questions. And uh, so one of the questions that I wanted to talk to you is uh, one of the questions here that I wanted to talk about is, what makes, I'll just read it, what makes is the biggest factor to being able to change? So for me, that question is, um, what is the biggest factor to being able to change? So uh, what do you think? Willingness. I thought the same thing. And I think humbly goes with willingness. Yeah, because... I think, you know, like, so when I came in, when I first came in, and that's what came up when that, when you read it, was the state that I was in, and I did not want to be where I was anymore. I tried a myriad of things, and then wanted my life to be different, and I was willing, and I was willing to let go, and I was willing, because it's not easy, and I make it sound simple sometimes, and I think it it does come across that way for people sometimes when they come in and they hear people like you and me laughing and joking around and sounding wise and having the answers to everything. But this person, (laughs) it, it, it was hard earned. It was hard earned. I did the work. I came in, I came in crying and I came to meetings um, when we first started, when I first started SLAW, I had four or five years in AA, and there was only four meetings. There was only four meetings a week, and they were all women's meetings, and they were Sunday, Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. 
but I was at those meetings every time without fail. And if I was asked to do something, I did it, you know, and then I got a sponsor and I worked the steps and I met with her and I did the work and I wrote the stuff down. And then, um, I started sponsoring people after that. And I, you know, so it's hard earned, but I was willing. And I will tell you this too. If you are struggling with willingness is just, just do it a day at a time. Just do it one meeting at a time because it's not, and you know, I was angry when I came in and I was like, sit there and go like, they're laughing at this stuff. Why do they think it's so funny? This None of this stuff is funny. What the fuck is so funny? What are they laughing at? The, all the women were silly and, you know, and then a couple of years later, I'm like, you know, hanging out with them every day. <laughs> yeah. And they're my best friends. And it's like, you know, but it is, it's the willingness just, keep coming back and I like that phrase recovery isn't for those who need it it's for those who want it and so coming in humbly hat in hand and for me it's about the ego that you know I had tried to run the show my way and that's what got me finally to submit to the rooms is because I had tried to do it my way you know, they say half measures availed us nothing. You know, I tried to do, I tried to do program halfway. You know, just go to meetings and sit there and share and listen. I felt better. I felt good. I would leave and you know, go act out again. Go Try act to... out. Yeah. Let's let's see if it's different now. It's not. It's not different. It's not, and that's the thing is, is like I see so many um, women come in and get a little bit of relief and stop. And then they come back and that in the beginning, probably my first two years, I saw women with multiple years go away. I'd be like, where'd they go? They disappeared. And then a couple years later, they'd come back. And I'd be like, whoa. Yeah. Wow. I say, you do know what to do because you're here, but man. Why would you let yourself get in this position? Well, because some of us have to go through what I call, you know, the two by four over the head school of recovery, where it's like, you know, I keep getting hit in the head with a two by four, or they talk about like that, you know, hole in the road, you keep falling in the hole. And it's like, we all have to come to it when we come to it. Like going down that fucking street, you know? Yeah, we try to do it differently. So I love that. And I I feel so much better talking to you about step seven. I want to read that prayer again for all of our listeners. I'm so glad we brought this up. (laughs) Me too. My creator, I am now willing for you that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. I love it. I love it. All right, Elizabeth. Dear listener, if you want to join us on Friday nights right after we record this, um, you can join us on Zoom for a women's um slaa meeting it's a very popular meeting and it's really good and it's a lot of fun and the second friday of every month we have a speaker so if you want to be a part of that you can just send us an email either one speaker or just listen in on the meeting to sober sisters talk at gmail.com and we also have a facebook page you can go out and just um on facebook search for sober sisters talk and you'll find our page 
and we're planning on in the new year going out and taking our stuff on the road so if you'd like to contribute to our little uh, efforts you can send Google Pay donation to sober sisters talk at gmail.com yeah if you want us to be at a workshop or if you want us to talk at um, you know you have a conference or something coming up reach out to us at sober sisters talk at gmail.com we're totally open we can do it virtually or in person thank you dear listeners until yeah. next time so if you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. Or you can check out our other episodes at www.SoberSistersTalk.com. And we're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and there we have them all lined up. You can see them. You can get a little description. You can share it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Bye.